the present and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. But the God has raised up an army of God. His remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, Crucify him! Crucify him! And it totally backfired when Jesus said, Forgive him, as they do not know what they do. I believe Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan. And that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you. And I hope you'll join me and all the blessed to teach patriots. And let's see what God do today. Here we are on take two. I realized there was an error message after a while on my second screen, or my, one of my four screens, five screens actually. Um, and I just had to click that to give permission for my hard disk. First time they said that, so, but I think we're good. I'm just gonna go over here to, uh, yeah, make sure I can see everything. I can switch things around. We are ready to roll. I'm gonna lift this up one more time. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for these beautiful people that are joining me, whether it's live or they're watching this on video. Um, I just pray that we can take this next uh, you know, 80, 90 minutes to just uh, worship you and learn about what you say. Get me out of the way when it comes to teaching on Revelation. You told me that uh, this morning that um, just let your word do its work, right? So you, your word is, uh, is something that, is, that will penetrate to the souls, even in some of these, these different interpretations that everyone has. You love people to search out truth, and that's sometimes why you do this symbolic type of teaching. So Lord, I just pray that... And we'll be able to learn exactly what you want us to learn from this, uh, which is primarily we need to be ready for the second coming of Christ. We need to be ready to be used by you as a vessel, as your remnant, Lord. And we just submit ourselves to you. Make our path straight. We love you. We say these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, this format, I just love this. We are going to dig into uh, some songs, first couple songs first. Just get our hearts in a worship mode before we dig into chapter 16 of Revelation. So let's start with this, and that is get our heart right, right with the heart of worship. Um, these are 
and see, just making sure that my um, it looks like my uh, being able to show the worshipers is not going to work as I came in as a non-host, so that's a bummer. <laughs> we'll figure this out as we go, but uh, I want to just uh, will as we can worship without the other worshipers right now. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's about you, Jesus. I'm sorry for the thing I made it. So this is the first verse. Um, in the song that really emphasizes the song, right? And we attach that to Mark 8.34, John 4.23. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. That's part of the having your heart right. And worship the Father in spirit and truth. He tells us right there we're supposed to worship in. So that's why we do this four times a week here on this show. You, got, you search much deeper. You're looking into my heart, how things appear. Only fear the Lord and, and serve Him faithfully with all your heart, says 1 Samuel 12, 24. Let your heart, therefore, be wholly true to the Lord our God. We see uh, this other verse here talks about the king of endless worth, how much you deserve. All I have is yours. And you can see Psalm 146, 10 says, The Lord reigns forever, your God, for all generations. Then it goes into, He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, also for the sins of the whole world. How beautiful. 1 John 2, 2. This is all about getting our heart right. Yeah, get our heart right as we dig into chapter 16 of Revelation. Let's get into the heart of worship. When the music fades, all is stripped away. I simply come Longing just to bring Something that's of worth That will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself is not what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'm coming back to the heart of worship And it's all about you it's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it When it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus King of endless world How much you deserve Though I'm weak and poor All I have is yours Every single breath I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have 
You search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my see this next one but see uh, I think this yes. is the one you said you could read this is a uh, raise a hallelujah and one of our favorite songs yes I can see it clearly all right yes okay we raise a hallelujah hallelujah meaning a joyous praise in song and jaw refers to Yahweh, God, put together. We joyfully praise God in song. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Psalm 95, 1. In the presence of our enemies, 
You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Psalm 23, 5. Our weapon is a melody. He appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise Him in holy ature as they went before the army. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against the men who had sung against Judah, so that they were rooted. They all helped to destroy one another. Amen. Second Chronicles 20, 21 to 23. The praise Heaven band comes and... to fight for me. You shall not fear them, for it is the Lord, your God, who fights for you. Amen. Deuteronomy 322. This is why we raise a hallelujah. We got yes. Nat from Sweden. We got uh, Elizabeth from Australia. Raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah Louder than the unbelief I raise a hallelujah My weapon is a melody I raise a hallelujah Enemies. I mean, the 
sing and praise. Remember, they said the canvas, the praise band was in front of the army. Sing a little louder. beautiful. I just love uh, this music and uh, the way the videographer put such beautiful video and the lyrics and the scripture all there as the song's playing. It's just my favorite thing. I just uh, enjoy this part. We do this on Fridays. We're going to the book of John when I when I teach with Gus. And I do this on Sunday mornings for word and worship. But then we do praise and prayer with the same music, but we are focused more on praising the Lord, getting prayer and testimonials from people. You can be part of that, by the way, by just coming backstage. We'd love to hear your testimony. We'd love to hear what God's doing in your life. And in praise and prayer on Mondays and Thursdays, we also lift up your specific prayer requests. And we have a bunch of prayer warriors back here and God is moving. Spirit of the Lord falls down on us. It's just a beautiful time. So again, after the Blessed Teach Show, Monday through Thursday, we have uh, on Monday and Thursday, praise and prayer. And then Friday and Sunday, word and worship. So if you love this music, join us on those four times a week to be worshiping him. We're going to dig into Revelation chapter 16 right now. So let's get into that now. And that's uh, when was, uh, see, where, where was my safari track? Let's see. There it is. All right. So this is 
um, as you can tell, I'm, I'm learning all this new software. And we, this is take two because the first time um, it gave me a little message that it needed to access to my hard disk. And first time it's done that, but now I know next time that happens, we won't have to do take twos anymore. Um, but let's dig into this. So, so um, I'm in a first though, go to um, this side that, that we were talking about this earlier, right? About how um, if you look at the whole book, it's kind of amazing you have these these bowls and I had this side-by-side -side teaching see if I can get this up this is another thing that's fun for me ah no, that's not it that's not what I wanted um, you sure I can find this uh, have a side-by-side -side, uh, where I can stand up uh, kind of like the weatherman it's kind of a kind of cool view that I think you guys will enjoy once I find it now I've set it up here I've got so much music here, it's going to take me a little bit to figure all this up. Well, I might just have to bring it up on the screen since... There it is, standing images I called it. That's what I called it. Here it is. So here's this uh, awesome graphic that I enjoyed. And so you'll see here, um, this talks about all the judgment that we have. And so you see the seals here that we talked about. And, and it, you'll, you'll, we get, we're about ready to get into all the bowls, right? Remember, these seals affect a third of the earth and this is why i believe as a futurist remember you have the preterist the historist and you have the futurist and i really believe these are going to happen just like they did in the book of acts okay many people think it's a symbol symbolism that's idealism it's the fourth view really if you just think it's all symbolism and none of it's going to really happen on earth right preachers say hey it's already already happened and we're in the thousand year of christ and they're looking at it as not a literal thousand years right um, again, guys, I really believe this is going to happen because it happened in Exodus, right? But, but what, the, what you see here is the white horse, the red horse, the black horse, and the pale horse coming here as these first four horses. And you'll see uh, all, it talks clearly that it's affecting a third of the earth, right? Like a third of the seas go, would turn to blood. A third of the, of the streams of water that people are drinking turn to blood. So a third of the earth. Is, is affected heavily by all these seven seals, including the, 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 the martyrs, the earthquakes, and then you get the half hour of silence right before the seventh seal, and that opens up the seven trumpets, right? And we went through the seven trumpets. And again, I'm sorry, this is a fourth of the earth, and this is a third of the earth. So if you look at that, if you look at that, if 25% of the earth of the seals are being done, that, that would leave 75% left, right? And if, it, if this affected the third of the rest of the earth, then that would make it 50% in total, right? So that's a potential that here 50% of the earth is now you got the third of the vegetation, a third of the sea creatures, a third of the fresh water, a third of the sun, moon, and stars, right? The woes the, the, and, and all that. So, so here you have, again, war, famine, death with the seals, the trumpets, a third of the vegetation, a third of this, a third of that. So quarter of the earth, a third of the earth. What do the bulls do? 100%. And this is what we're about ready to read. We're going to read about the first bull with sores and then seas to blood. Very similar to here. A third of the sea creatures die. But now it's 100%. Okay? So this is the final judgment. You better make your up by now because right now, if you have not repented by all these, and you'll see after every single one of these men that left that got the mark of the beast, their hearts are so hardened that they do not repent and they go all the way to the sun burning them and all the way to the, the, the Euphrates River drying up and all the way to the very end with the hail as big as 100 pounds. So that, that's the crazy stuff that we're getting into right now. 
And so this is a beautiful view of uh, these of, of what, what what I believe is going to happen to this earth in the tribulation period. And uh, again, that's a futurist view. Um, the historist view is more like, hey, this has happened over time, and uh, these final things may be happening here. So, but the, again, I want like, I think God wants us to search these things out, and that is why. He often wants us to do these type of things. So let me go back to this this view. Uh, I, I I encourage you. What the Lord told me today is that hey, just teach His word, and the word will do its work, right? So that's why I'm going to read the whole scripture, and then we're going to go and analyze each one of these. And as you think for yourself, you know, that's a big part of this movement, right? Is thinking for ourselves. You will get closer to God as you're searching these things out, right? So I'm going to give you my point of view, but always remember there's so many. There's the idealist. It's all symbolic. It's not going to happen on this earth. Um, the pretest has already happened, and we are now living in a thousand years of Christ. Everything's going to get better. And then you have the historist that talks about the Catholic Church being the Antichrist. And that's what Martin Luther believed. That's what Calvin believed. And then this, what many people criticize the futurist is because it really wasn't developed until the last couple hundred years, right? But if you really look at it and study back in Exodus, those were real literal plagues on this earth, right? So I think there's going to be this second Exodus, which is going to be a prelude to this, to all the tribulation. And that we are in this time, this time I believe is actually when the vengeance of the Lord is going to come and take down this cabal and we are going to have a harvest like never before, before any rapture or tribulation. Okay, that's where, that's where, that's what I believe. But I want you to go search out things for yourself, right? That's what the Lord really wants us all to do. So let's read this. This is, again, um, keep, I keep doing that one. Sorry, sorry, uh, Annette. But... That's when I'm teaching with Gus. That's that view. So I'll get that, that cleaned up. So here we are. We are the seven bowls of God's wrath. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple telling the seven angels, go and pour on the earth the seven bowls of the wrath of God. So this is this is the end, guys. And so this whole 16, 100% of the earth is being affected, right? And the, verses 17 through 20, we're going to get into where it kind of, I think, gives him the vision of, of more of these times. It's very end times, the fall of Babylon. You're going to learn about all that type of stuff into the thousand years of Christ and into the into eventually the beautiful part where we have a new heaven, a new earth, and the new Jerusalem. It's going to be beautiful times, right? Um, but right now is the judgment. So if you think, remember, God's a God of love, but he's also a God of judgment. So this is when the, everybody's got the mark of the beast primarily and, and they, nobody's repented and here's what's happening. And so it says, The first angel went out and poured out the bowl on the earth and harmful, painful sores came upon the people who bore the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. Now is there any word in there that would say that that would not actually happen? To me that's extremely clear, right? So let, let, me, uh, let me read all this first. The second angel poured out his bowl into the sea and it became like blood of a corpse and every living thing died that was in the sea. The third angel poured out his bowl into the rivers of the springs of water and they became blood. And I heard the angel in charge of the water say, just are you, O holy one, who is and was. For you brought these judgments, for they have shed the blood of saints and prophets and you have given them blood to drink. It is what they deserve. And I heard the altar saying, Yes, Lord, God, the Almighty, true and just are your judgments. The fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and it was allowed to scorch people with fire. They were scorched by the fierce heat, and they cursed the name of God. And 
who had power over these plagues. They did not repent and give him glory. So they're cursing God. They're repenting. They're not repenting at all. The fifth angel poured out the bowl on the throne of the beast, and its kingdom was plunged into darkness. People gnawed their tongues in anguish and cursed the God of heaven for pain and sores. They did not repent of their deeds. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way of the king from the east. And I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, three unclean spirits like frogs. And they are demonic spirits performing signs who go abroad to, who, to the kings of the whole earth to assemble them for the battle of the great day of God Almighty. And then this is red letters. This is Jesus saying, Behold, I am like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on, that he may not go about naked and be seen exposed. And they assembled them at the place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. And the seventh bowl, here it is, that seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air and a loud voice came out of the temple from the throne saying, it is done. This is the end of the earth as we know it. And there were flashes of lightning, rumblings, pearls of thunder, and an earthquake such as there has never been since man was on the earth. So great was the earthquake. A great city was split into three parts and the cities of the nations fell. And God remembered Babylon the great to make her drain the cup of the wine of the fury of his wrath and every island fled away and no mountains were able to be found and great hailstones about a hundred pounds each fell from heaven on people and they cursed God for the plague of hail because the plague was so severe Woo. and you'll see getting into uh, chapter 17 uh, on it's going to have another vision is going to come in and we're going to get back into the false prophet the uh, lady riding the beast all that type of stuff and all a bunch of events that i think kind of parallel this time frame um, but what i want to do is dig into this a little bit more uh, verse by verse and uh, we'll do a little bit of singing before we finish it all um, but what i wanted to to to, to do before and in fact what i'll do is like, let's do a, let's do another couple songs to get our hearts right because this is this is a harsh teaching obviously um, because we now see the final judgment that, that, of these bowls I was talking about. That's 100% of the earth. And again, he's given so much time to repent, right? Obviously, all the time that you're alive before the seals be, are opened. And again, there's a lot of people that think we're already in, that these are happening, right? That we're in the tribulation period, such as Della Maniel, who was on my show, and gave that point of view. You have... You have uh, Bo Poli who came on my show and he thinks that the white and red horse has already been here. He thinks the white horse was the COVID and the red horse of war was during, during the George Floyd, Floyd riots, right? And that the black famine is going to be the angel of death that all these prophets are talking about. They're going to take out some of this cabal. Um, again, I don't think any of the, if you go read, read the, it, it's a piece removed from the earth, guys. So, so I just don't even think we've come close to seeing where a fourth of the earth is affected, potentially all um, a fourth of the earth die. That's never happened uh, yet. So I really believe this is future and, and, and coming. And just like it happened in Exodus, right, where they were real plagues on real people. Right? Goshen was completely protected. That's why you want to be in the Word of God like never before. So before this happens, 
that you're you're not going to be as affected because you're being a Goshen type place, right? Now, eventually, he's going to let the saints be conquered um, that haven't uh, potentially been raptured in one point of view or or haven't passed away yet. Um, but those guys are going to be rewarded with a thousand years being with a thousand years of Christ as long as you held true to him. So those are all the things we'll be going into in these next chapters. Um, but in, let's we'll dig through each of these verses. And again, I, I challenge you to, 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 to just think for yourself, research this a little bit, because then you get closer to the Lord as you're in his word, right? With that, let's go worship a little bit more. And what we'll do is we will, um, we will, get our hearts right again as we dig into each, each one of these these verses and tell you what it's fun to be working with this new software but it's also hard sometimes to get everything down here to find everything I want to find because I've moved everything around and we'll have this nice and smooth this is what I love about this uh, as you as I have it's five years with my old software right and this new software which is much more powerful has been so fun to get to, to use but We've got the, the music that I've all put in one folder. See if I can find it because I closed it. There it is. Eyes of wide music. This is the wide music. So let's shout to the Lord a little bit here. I don't know, uh, Elizabeth, if you can see this, if you would like to read this, it'd be awesome. Sure. Shout to the Lord, all the earth let us sing. Clasp your hands, all people. Clap your hands, all people. Just kidding, my ear. Yeah. <laughs> Shout to God with loud songs of joy. Psalm 47.1 Mountains bow down and the seas will roar at the sound of your name. All the earth worships you, Lord, and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Psalm 66.4 So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Philippians 2.10 My comfort, my shelter, he who dwells in the secret place of the most, of the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Psalm 91.1 Finally, tower of strength, tower of refuge and strength, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. Amen. Psalm 61, 2, B, 3. Amen. And as we get into this, we're going to shout to the Lord. Remember, this is the Lord that's not only a God of love, he's also a God of justice. And so I see the prelude of justice is going to come against this cabal to free us up to have the greatest revival in history. We've been talking about that. And eventually, it's going to affect all the earth, I believe. And a new heaven and new earth is going to come, right? And the, the judgment is going to be on those that aren't shouting to the Lord. So let's shout to the Lord now. <laughs>
Wow. Yeah, that's something that just moves my soul, my heart when I'm worshiping. Pray that it does that to you as well as you just soak in and see the scripture attached to each of these songs and beautiful video. And uh, that's why we do this and uh, get our hearts right as we dig into the uh, scriptures. And now let's dig into each of these verses of God's final judgment. And this is uh, amazing when you start to look at this, right? It's like, thank you, Lord, for just uh, eventually getting us to the new heaven and new earth where there'll be no tears, right? He'll be wiping those away. And But we, when we have the evil, people who've given their life to Satan and given their life to the beast in this case, right? The mark of the beast. Um, there's got to be some judgment in order to to move in to the he new heaven and new earth, right? That's what this is all about. And so if you look, if we dig into each of these scriptures, the first bowl that we look at here is like the sixth Egyptian plague, right? So let's look at this. So the first angel went and poured out his bowl on the earth and harmful and painful source came upon the people who bore the mark of the beast and worshiped its image. Again, so just like I was telling you, why would this be symbolic and not not happen on the earth, um, just like it did in in in, uh, in 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 various parts of Scripture here, like here in, in Exodus? So we see the sixth plague where boils, right? And and uh, and the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, take handfuls of soot from the kin the kiln. This is back obviously in the time of Moses uh, when he was talking to Pharaoh, right? Take handfuls of soot from the kiln and let Moses throw them in the air the sight of Pharaoh it shall become the fine dust over all the land of Egypt and become boils breaking out in sores on men and beasts throughout all the land of Egypt so they took some of the kiln and stood before Pharaoh and Moses threw into the air and it became boils breaking out the sores on man and beast and the magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils for the boils came upon the musicians, upon all the Egyptians. I remember the Egyptians were, the, the musicians were replicating some of the first plagues, saying, hey, I can do this, right? They couldn't do this one. They couldn't even show up because their sores were so bad. But the Lord hardened their heart of Pharaoh, and he did not listen to them, and the Lord had spoken to Moses. So again, the boils came upon the musicians and upon all the Egyptians, and uh, they didn't even show up. <laughs> All the magicians could not stand before Moses because of these boils. Okay, so the, so what makes us think that if God's doing a final judgment and bringing in the new heaven and the new earth, why this wouldn't be real on our earth, right? That's why, yeah, I just want you to think for yourself, go and dig into this, but that's a kind of, uh, I think it's an important point that we need to look to, to, look to as we study this, this uh, beautiful word of God. Um, Again, it's tough because this is the judgments and we don't like to see other humans um, suffer. But this is where repentance is so vital, right? That we've got to be living for the creator of the universe and not for the deceiver. He's the great deceiver. He wants us. Now, um, the, the bulls two through four are almost exactly like the trumpets, right? We talked about a quarter of the earth with the seals, a third of the earth is, is, is uh, with the trumpets, which could be a total of 50% if you added those together. And then the other 50% of the earth is pretty much wiped out before the new heaven and new earth comes. And if you look at the, the parallels of that, it's pretty obvious. And, I, and I'm going to come to here first. But if you look at, you know, the a third of the vegetation, the sores, the, uh, the, the sores, um, the, 
uh, are, are not t completely the same, but these three are, the two through four. A third of the sea, well, this is 100% of the sea, right? A third of the fresh water, well, 100% of the fresh water, right? Dark, the, 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 moon, the, the, the sun being a third of the moon here, the sun burns men, right? So these three come with 100% with, with of the planet, most likely, there. And we can kind of see that as well if, if we look at um, Revelations 8, which we studied a couple of weeks ago. And you'll see the first angel blew his trumpet, but then in the second angel blew his trumpet. And then we see uh, it was thrown into the sea and a third of the sea became blood. Then you saw here, we read, that, we read this about the third angel blew his trumpet and a third of the waters became windward and the people died from the water, right? And then this fourth blew the trumpet and a third of the sun was struck. So again, a third of the sun, but now the sun's given power to do 100% of the earth. Um, to burn people with fire. So pretty rough stuff obviously happening here in these final judgments um, on the second, third, and fourth verse. And then um, this also, if you, if you look at this a little bit, um, bring this verse up in Job, look at this. And so, so Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with loathsome sores on the sole of his foot and the crown of his head and it took a piece of broken pottery which he scraped himself while he sat in the ashes. Again, these are real sores that happened to, to real people on this earth. And um, it was so bad that, uh, uh, and they sat with him on the ground seven days and seven nights and no one spoke to him for they saw that his suffering was very great. So we obviously don't want to go through this. We don't want to get the mark of the beast, right? Um, we want to make sure that we are living for Christ uh, before this, these judgments hit. Obviously, it's just smart to do it now as well uh, because this is, this is going to be massive severity and, and bring in the new, new blood. Now, if you look at the sixth verse, um, similar to I.S. Uh, uh, v, v six where the, um, uh, verse 6 where they're talking about drinking the blood. Um, let me go back to that real quick. We're in verse 6. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink. It is what they deserve. Right? And this is for people who have seen all this stuff happening, and they keep worshiping the beasts and rejecting God. Right? They're even, they're even uh, cursing God. Right? Um, but then, and you'll see back in uh, as Isaiah here, I will make your oppression eat their own flesh. Right? And they shall be drunk with their own blood as with wine, and they and all flesh shall know that I am the Lord your Savior and my Redeemer and the Mighty One of Jacob. So way back in Isaiah 49 here, we're kind of seeing him talking about what's going to happen probably in the second coming. Rough, rough stuff happens here in verse 6. And then um, you talk just about, uh, they're talking about this being just, right? That, that's, what they're, that's what they're singing in heaven because these are the people that literally killed the prophets. They killed the people who loved the Lord. Um, they, uh, we, we'll we'll talk, see that. We'll see there are a lot of beheadings going on as, uh, as the beast overtakes the saints in this time frame, right? Um, and that's, you know, there's, and there's a lot of discussion. Am I going to have to go through this if, 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 uh, if I go through the tribulation, right? That's why I believe the tribulation is future. I believe now whether it's a pre-rapture or mid-rapture or post-rapture is all a, a good debate by, between many people. Um, but what we do know, I think, again, is that there's all the prophets are talking about this period of time before all this happens, I believe. 
where we're really going to be able to do some amazing things and have uh, become a church without spot or blemish. We're going to see the vengeance of the Lord coming in Isaiah 61 and what happened. Some of Psalm 2 is a prelude to the second coming and that we are going to see the greatest uh, revival in history where stadiums are going to be full. Just imagine on the weekend, this weekend, how many people are going to be in stadiums worldwide and they're all going to be watching sports, right? And uh, some prophets have talked about the sports or stadiums are going to be empty again, just like they were in COVID. And what are they going to be full of? They're going to be full of people wanting to come and see the glory of God. And the glory of God is going to flow through those who are spending time with him right now, who are part of his remnant, who are worshiping him, who are in his word and understand his word, right? Because he's, in order for work through you, you've got to be thinking like the Lord. Because in general, his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. In order to understand his ways, we have to be incredibly close to him. And that's why when we're asking to, talk, asking to make our path straight, as we submit all our ways to him, and we seek his face, all those type of things where he can actually work through us. If you really want to become part of the remnant, in fact, I had a word about that, um, quite, a, quite, a, quite a few words about exactly that, that he wants to flow through you, he wants to direct your path, he wants to use his glory like never before on this earth has ever seen, to use you personally, where his glory will flow through you. But it can't happen if you're not in the Word and understand His Word, right? It can't happen if you're not spending time and really seeking His face. You're not worshiping Him because that's when He often, His Spirit comes into you and you just feel, you know that sometimes I just get that tingling and even shed tears when I'm listening to some of these songs. Um, that's the heart of God coming into us, right? So that we can, we will know His thoughts better. We'll, we'll know His ways better and His ways are how He makes us straight. So we can be used in a mighty way for his kingdom. I'm excited about that time frame to be working with you guys and that as part of the remnant. Again, the, the sun comes down and you're scorched with this heat, the name of the, and again, they cursed the name of God who had power over these plagues. So instead of showing the power, the power of God, you would think that after seeing everything, they would repent finally, but no, they curse him. And they did not repent and give him glory at all on, on verse nine here. And, um, we talked about a little bit about this in chapter 11, where just the opposite happened. And at that hour, there was a great earthquake, and the tent of the city fell. 7,000 people were killed in the earthquake, and the rest were terrified and gave glory to the God in heaven. So here we see the difference in chapter 11. Um, people, were, people were actually repenting. They were giving glory to God when they saw the power of God. And they realized, oh my goodness, this beast has deceived me, and many people came to the Lord, I believe. Right? Um, in chapter 11 but then we see now in these final judgments um, when we get after the trumpets right you got the seals and then the trumpets and all these warnings all these chances to repent and give glory to God and some do right so we're gonna be in heaven with many of these people that go through the Great Tribulation and if we go through the Great Tribulation we're gonna defeat the beast we conquer the beast that's what it says right so so this is a time that no matter if it's the prelude where we conquer the beast from a perspective of uh, what I believe we're going to go through now, and there, or even if we go through the tribulation, we can conquer the beast by just staying close to him. That's what this is all about. That's why I believe he put these visions in here for John to, to let us know and how important it was for us to not curse God, uh, but to give him glory before the, for the repentance that's going to happen here. Right? Verse... 10 says, a fifth angel poured his bowl on the throne of the beast and the kingdom was plunged into darkness. 
And again, this kingdom is, is we're going to read about in the next few chapters about Babylon falling, right? It's going to be, it's all, the, and, and anybody who's following this kingdom, right? What's going to happen to them? They're going to gnaw their tongues in anguish. You do not want to be part of that, obviously. Verse 11, the, the, the beast of Kenan's plunge, uh, well, this reminds me a little bit of Daniel. Daniel talks about this way back in chapter 2. Remember when we studied the first 12 chapters of Daniel? See, and the days of those kings of the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed, nor shall the kingdom be left to another people. It shall break in pieces all the kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever. This is what we're seeing right here. So, this is what Daniel saw, what John saw are the same thing, right, I believe here, where all these kingdoms are going to be thrown down to the end. That's why we studied Daniel and a lot of 2 Thessalonians, some of Matthew, as we go through this series. The sixth angel poured out a bowl at the great river Euphrates. And this is interesting. If you look at the map, I think I forgot to bring up the map, but if you just look at the map of the Euphrates, map, uh, Euphrates River, um, it's, it, it, it clearly shows that it, it's a huge river. Um, see if I can find a good image of it right now. I had one that I found and forgot to put it on my deal, so we'll see if I can find it. But it goes right, all the, it starts all the way up in Turkey, right? And it comes all the way down into the Persian Gulf. So that, so that gives you a good idea. Just think about that huge river drying up, right? That's what this, that's what this, is, this is talking about right and so the sixth angel poured out his bowl of the great river euphrates and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings of the east so we'll see in this armageddon battle we got kings from the north king from the east kings from the south right coming the antichrist will be here we're going to read all about that in these next chapters uh, but that's a pretty amazing thing to just to think about that whole euphrates river drying up right Again, I don't understand why people would think this is just symbolic, right? There's, I think there's a, a facets of all of this pretest, historicist, futurist view that could be true. Um, but again, I think we've got to be prepared for the second coming of Christ at all times and also understand that this may happen on earth, right? All the more reason just to make sure you're living for the Lord, Lord our God, right? That's important. Now these frogs are the next part. It says, And I saw coming out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, three unclean spirits like frogs. And that's interesting because we know way back in Leviticus, they're one of the unclean animals just because it says by, uh, back in Leviticus 11.10, But anything in the seas of the rivers that does not have fins and scales, which frogs do not, uh, of the swarming creatures in the waters and the living creatures that are in the waters is detestable to you. So these are these. So God's using the, this this image of the frogs coming out as demonic spirits are also this unclean, detestable animal, right? And wow, this and it is, then it gets into for they are demonic spirits performing signs to go abroad to the kings of the whole world to assemble them for battle on the great day of Almighty. So they're going to, they're going to, the, the great deceiver is going to deceive them to thinking that they can come and actually defeat Jerusalem, defeat the king of kings, defeat the creator of the universe, right? And this, uh, and it, uh, obviously, and they're going to, and, they're, and they're, so the only way they're going to fool people is they're going to have to do all these miraculous signs. So, so we don't judge things just on miraculous signs because there's so much, especially like today, there's so many movies, so many things they can fake uh, with Hollywood. You've got to be really careful. Uh, uh, following the right thing and here the second beast we saw him do it as well right 
Um, it exercises all the authority of the first beast and makes the earth of its habits worship the first beast whose mortal wound was healed. It performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to the earth in front of people. And by the signs it was allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on earth. Right? So we, we had to look at the truth of the word of God as well as the miracles he's doing to understand who he is. That's going to happen here. I believe we're going to see massive, massive glory from God and miracles uh, right that will flow through us. If you're a part of the remnant and you're spending time with him, you're in his word, you're worshiping him, you're one of the remnant that's going to be used by him in a, in a mighty way. That is a, just exciting to me. And it's la and then, then there's an interlude that says, Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on, and he may not go about naked and be seen exposed. Guys, this is just Jesus. Um, this is in multiple places. We stay awake. We're basically means that we're waiting for the second coming of Christ. We're waiting for him to come at any moment. And we just want to be living for him. He's going to be first. Put first things first. It's a new song we're going to be coming out with. You know, Annette put some scriptures toward that. We're going to be coming out with that next at our next song. Uh, but put, put God first in your life. And... Um, that's part of keeping your garments on, right? Because of, remember the righteousness of Christ and the blood of Christ that covers our sins makes us white as snow, right? And so that's a beautiful uh, part of what we get to do. Just like, a, a, I'll bring that up maybe, Isaiah 8, 118, one of my memory verses is, is beautiful that talks about that. It's 118, it says, come let us reason together, right? It talks about our sins being white as snow. So here it is. Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. This is the ESV version. It says, let us reason together in the NIV. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. How beautiful. So that's what we do, guys. That is what we do right there. We are able to keep our garments on, stay awake. And we're not going to be naked, right? Because we're covered by that blood of Christ. We're covered in these beautiful garments. And, and, and what, 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 what happens to us? Well, our sins shall be white as snow. And, know, and, they, and, and even though they are red as crimson, we, we should be like wool. That's that garment, it's a covering of Christ that we can have on us. So instead, those that have taken the mark of the beast, those who are cursing God, what do they do? They assemble them at a place that is in Hebrew called Armageddon. And I want to show you a video. This is where I was when I was, we went in, in, from Mount Carmel. So this is Mount Carmel view of Armageddon, right? Uh, this Jezreel Valley. Many people think that it's going to be a literal battle. So do I. Right here, you'll see. Um, let me Lord go back angels, to this. I'm going to go here. You can see here. Where we is, left Caesarea. Where I'm going to turn off the music, the, the sound here, but you can see this is from Mount Carmel, this whole valley of Jezreel. So let me put this on here, better video than what I had because I had a lot of trees in my way when we were on Mount Carmel. But this is literally where um, most people think, uh, many people think that Armageddon is going to happen here. It, many people think it's symbolic, it's not going to happen, but I really believe there's going to be, you, you'll see later when we study this, 200 million soldiers coming here trying to destroy Christ's army to destroy Jerusalem. It's not going to go well for him, right? And this is part of chapter 12. This, this actually, this guy reads the scriptures. So let's look, listen to this part here. This is looking at the, the valley. The angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates. 
the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. All right, but that just kind of shows you this whole valley. It was really eerie being over there and seeing how flat it was and how big and vast it was. And you could, it could hold 200 million soldiers, right, that are coming across there because it goes for miles and miles and miles. And, uh, man, I think the major point of this whole study we're doing right now, guys, is that, wow, we have a beautiful God who loves us. But he's also, in order to love us, he's got to vindicate all these prophets and beautiful people that are being killed right now in our world, right? Not to mention what the what the tribulation period is going to be, where there's beheadings and massive uh, massive attacks, and that judgment is going to come, I believe, physically on this earth. So something that you can study as we continue. We'll continue on Monday. We're going to get into the next chapter where now it starts getting into the vision of. Uh, Babylon fallen and everything that happens during this this last days and the battle of Armageddon that's going to be coming so join me on Monday we'll also do a teaching on Thursday and also next Sunday all on Revelation as we wrap up the last four or five chapters uh, up to chapter 22 of Revelation right It'll be a beautiful time with that we're going to just worship a little bit more if anybody has any questions type them in or, or uh, you can just unmute backstage if you'd like I know we have we have somebody from England and uh, from and Annette from Sweden and Elizabeth from Australia. Beautiful that we have um, people from all over the world um, joining us backstage. You can be backstage, by the way. It's it's now um, a pay forward model, so you can come back free. It used to be seventeen seventy six a month, right? And people got great value. You'll see all the value there. You get you get the prophetic uh, searchy tool to be able to find all of Julie Greens and. Amanda Grace's and other prophetic words there that you can search for yourself and it actually plays the video of them talking. It's really awesome. As well as many other advantages being backstage with all these great Patriot guests I interview. You can be on Zoom with them backstage, right? So that is now a pay-forward model. You can do that. Um, if you're blessed by this ministry, go check everything that you can at blessedteach.com, blessed with the number two teach.com and you will see the neighborhood where we're assembling. You can download that on your phone as well. It's a beautiful way to just connect and not be isolated during this time, right? So come backstage with us on Zoom. Go to the neighborhood so you have a Facebook-type experience. It's easy as Facebook, but it, it's all Christian patriots back there. I think you'll love it. Again, that's neighborhood.social. Neighborhood.social, you can just go there and create your account very simply. And um, then you can get notifications on your phone if you download it. Just search neighborhood.social on your mobile. I think you'll love that. We're going to play a couple more songs on this beautiful Sunday morning as we continue to just, uh, just worship. And uh, this next one is our God. He's our God. He loves us. He's a God of love. He's a God of judgment. But he's judging it for us so he can bring in the new world, the new heavens, the new Jerusalem. And our God is greater. He's stronger. He's higher than any other. 
For know that the Lord is great and that our Lord is above all gods. That's Psalm 139. I've lost the sound on my side. So hopefully you guys let me know if you can hear that backstage and on Rumble and stuff. God is higher than any other and everyone that's standing everything you can see in the skies who can compare with God. Psalm 139, 4 and 5. Let's see, it's showing the sound. I'm not sure what's what's going on with my sound on this song, so I'm probably going to skip to the next one just because. Yeah, that, I'll have to go fix our God's sound there. Here's Hosanna. We'll go to Hosanna. Hosanna. So this is uh, interesting when you study the word Hosanna and how it was used in the Old Testament. It was like, God, please save us, right? But you look at the Old Testament and Palm Sunday where they're putting all the palm branches down before him on the donkey and fulfilling scripture, right? It was like, thank you for saving us. Thank you for saving us. And that's why the Greek versus the Hebrew back, Hebrew Old Testament, it's kind of changed meaning, right? Hosanna, Hosanna eyes, hearts and hopes are turning to you. We long for you. And, and the crowds were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. It's in Matthew 21 9 talking about Palm Sunday we find strength to face today in your presence all our fears are washed away we don't have to have fears no matter what's going on in our life Ephesians 6 16 says that according to his riches of his glory that he may grant you the strength to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being you can have that strength in your inner being it's what Lord does for us you are the God who saves us worthy of all praises he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead Woo! 1 peter 1 3 isn't that awesome and so now we're going to just talk about praising him praise is rising hosanna in the highest praise is rising eyes are turning to you we turn to you hope is stirring hearts are yearning for you we long for you cause when we the day in your presence all our fears are washed away
who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the highest. This is at the cross, and that would you, I mean, sorry, uh, Elizabeth, why don't you do this one? Sure. At the cross, I surrender my life. Where your love ran red, and my sin washed white, I owe all to you, Jesus. In him we have redemption through his blood, forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. And that's in Ephesians 1, 7. Mm-hmm. A place where mercy reigns, never dies. Streams of grace flow deep and wide. All the love I've ever found. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. That we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews four sixteen, And where sin and shame are powerless, where my heart has peace with God and forgiveness, he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them open to shame by triumphing over them in him. And that's Colossians 2.15. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Isn't that right? So this is a beautiful song that gets into at the cross. Exactly what we were talking about. It puts our garments on, right? What he did first on the cross. There's a place where mercy There's a place where streams of grace flow deep and wide For all the love I've ever found comes like a flood, comes flowing down 
The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Um, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 are actually my uh, two of my, um, uh, I guess my life verses, if you will. Um, it's just so easy to get stressed out in this world. And um, so that's one of my first memory verses that I did. I took a men's um, class where 12 of us together um, memorized scripture and studied the word of God and uh, way back, probably 15 years ago now, right? And it was a beautiful experience of really getting into scripture memory for the first time. It's why um, I encourage you to get that word in your heart and even if it's only one verse a month, right? You could have 12 verses by the end of the year, right? It's, just, it's an awesome. And there's a tool to really help you called BibleMemory.com. So you can go to BibleMemory.com or you can just uh, download that um, app. And uh, that's what I use. And there's a, if you go to groups, I have a group called Blessed to Teach, just like the website, Blessed with the number two teach, right? And you'll see all the verses that I memorized. Now, the most of them... Uh, you, you'll want to change it to the version you love, right? I did all my memory verses early in the NIV and I've switched my new memory verses all to the ESV. But you can change it, you can take your favorite verses and change it to the verses you want. But you'll see the, the verses that um, I memorized and there's a bunch of people that are doing that with me that have uh, memorized many of the verses that I have memorized. You know, one of them was Isaiah 118. It was just talked about, about our sins. You know, come let us reason together. Though your sins are um, red, I mean, no, no, your, your skins are like scarlet, they will be white as snow, right? And then, uh, although they are red like crimson, they will be like wool. That's that garments we put on. And that's why Jesus warns us, you need to have those on at all times, right? Be ready, be awake for him. And whether we're coming into the second coming or we're coming into this vengeance period that's a prelude to the second coming, or whether we get raptured or we don't get raptured till, till later, doesn't really matter, right? The whole point of Revelation is letting us know to be awake. The whole part of Revelation is really emphasizing keep your garments on, right? You need to be really close to the Lord, have that blood of Christ covering you, and so that your sins are as white as snow. Your past, present, and future sins are like wool. Isn't that just beautiful? That is exactly what I think the whole point of Revelation is, is to really know that, hey, this God, even though there's all this evil in the world, he is a God of vengeance, and vengeance is his, and he will take care of it. And we can just take refuge in him completely. Right? He's, our, he's our strong tower. There's so many songs that we just sing about all this, these, these beautiful things. And uh, I don't see a lot of questions here. I see powerful. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing on him, says Beverly. Hi from Florida. Hi from UK, says Jill. Hi. Uh, that's pretty cool. We got the Patsy that comes on here for all the time as well. Uh, we got, uh, good morning. My wife uh, was blessed by meeting you on the plane in Dallas. Wow. Glad to be here in the fellowship with you. Our nephew is doing so well that he may be able to go home tomorrow. Wow, that is so awesome. Thank you so much. I just noticed this, uh, probably a message from a while, while ago. Um, it was beautiful um, meeting um, uh, nine or 10 of the family members of, of, uh, of a young nine-year-old. 
their nephew uh, that he's talking about here that I went to the hosp- hospital. I met her on the plane. So so that's the way the, the Lord is, right? I would have never known about uh, this nine-year-old boy had his fourth heart surgery. And uh, we're praying that he doesn't have to have a transplant ever. They're telling him that after this, he's probably gonna have to have a heart transplant. So we're gonna pray for miracles from the Lord God Almighty. I think it was Jaden. So I'm just gonna pray that right now. Heavenly Father, we just lift up Jaden. We thank you that he's going home tomorrow from the hospital from his fourth heart surgery. I know he's born with that heart defect. Lord, but you are the Jehovah Rapha. And Lord, we just ask you to be with Jaden right now, to heal him completely, that he will not have to have a heart transplant. You give him the heart that just you gave uh, Adam when you created him, this perfect heart, Lord, and that he will not have to have a transplant and will be a mighty man of God when he grows up. And I pray for the whole family, for just unity. Uh, I, I know that in Ephesians, you talk about this uh, this bond of peace and this spirit of unity. I pray that on that family. I pray that on anybody that's listening to my voices right now, you and your family and friends, a bond of peace and a spirit of unity, and especially to the body of Christ. I prayed on this ministry of Blessed to Teach and that once we align with the head guys, it's gonna be amazing, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to align with you and be the body of Christ that you meant to be, this, this church without blemish or spot. Lord, we just submit to you, make our path straight so we can be used by you in the mighty way as a vessel. We say these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, all right, we'll end with one last song. Um, the it's, it's, it's beautiful to be able to uh, yeah, pick from these 35 songs or so that we're going to be having here. Uh, we'll continue investing them. If you uh, love this, uh, would love for you to help out. Uh, we're going to have to pause some of the investment we're making right now for a while unless we get blessed. So uh, you can do that by just uh, the tabs down below. Go to blessedteach.com slash donations. Um, but we just, uh, we're going to continue to invest it whenever we have the proper funds to continue to get and let us know what songs you want us to do, right? Because um, the videographer is just massively um, um, blessed. We have uh, and just, just anointed. She's anointed, right? And then we have volunteers that are attaching to scripture to the uh, to to the actual verses in the song. If there's a favorite song you have, I know I know uh, a die from England just gave us a new one, and we're gonna we're piling these up and prioritizing them, and we're gonna continue to just create beautiful new songs. And we're gonna we're gonna end with uh, one of one of my favorites, just because it's it's so, so unique in its uh, lyrics. Um, but it's called Graves to Gardens. And uh, I don't know if you can read this one if you want to try it. It's, I know it's, a, it's pretty long, Annette. If you want to try, can you see that one? Yes, of course. All right, I good. To. Okay. Um, Lord, there is nothing better than you. You are the only one who can. That you may know that there is no one like the Lord, our God. Exodus 8.10 I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Mm-hmm. Philippians 3.8 You turn mourning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You have turned for me mo- my mourning into dancing. Psalm 30.11 To give them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning. Isaiah 61.3 King James Version 
you turn bones into armies. I love that. So I prophesied, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, and a breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. It's Ezekiel 37, 7 to 10. You turn seas into highways. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back, mm -hmm. and the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground. Amen. Right out of Exodus. Sing Graves Gardens. I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Mass empty praise, and treasures of fame. Yeah! 
the oil of joy for the morning. Wow, it was really exciting to see uh, somebody I met in a plane and was able to go to the hospital here in Dallas. They actually were flying all in and to see um, join us on Rumble. Thank you for joining us. Um, well, the truth be known of the Roman Catholic Church, says somebody. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, if, um, I think there's a lot of Catholics that are saved, and uh, um, especially the ones that are into the Word, right? Um, one of the biggest evils was when they had Latin and they didn't allow the Word to come. That's why the Reformation happened, where the book was printed, right? And so, whether the historic view of the Roman Catholic Church is true, what we do know is the current Pope is a massive globalist, right? And I think that evil is going to be exposed for him. But again, uh, it doesn't matter what religion we are. It matters, do you have a relationship with Christ, right? That's the most important thing. If you want to be part of this remnant and be used by him in a mighty way, um, in fact, I might just do that just real quick. Just show you, I'll just read the latest word that God gave me. Um, this is kind of a little extra credit for those who want to stay on for just a few more minutes. Um, I'm going to go to, so so let me just show you on the, my screen what you can do um, if you would like to see what's going on um, with the neighborhood.social and where really the remnant is coming from this ministry to just communicate with each other. We got, you can, you can come on here. It's called the Christian Impactor Platform, if you will. You just go to neighborhood.social right there, right? Neighborhood.social and you can download it on your phone as well just search neighborhood.social on your google play store or your app and um and i have my story on here if you go to the discussions up here or you just go to the blogs if you're on your your mobile and if you go to the blogs you're going to see a lot of people starting to starting to hear from the lord more um based upon my experience and really teaching what nathan french told me so nathan french is just a Beautiful pastor in the uh, in, in the Seattle area, in the Washington state, and uh, he put a book out. Is it's not meant to be a secret? God wants to speak to you, right? Sorry, Annette. I keep I keep uh, putting up the wrong view. So <laughs> you're coming on screen like you're teaching with me. But anyway, and then and but you see Charlotte's putting some stuff up here. Chris Chris has put some stuff up here. But this is my blog, the one with the picture. We hear you. And this gives my story, it's just called Rick Journal of Time Alone with God. So if you just click on this, uh, find Rick's journal. You can also search on that, just, just search on Rick. You'll find it as well. Um, but it just gives my whole story here of how I was read this book. It's not meant to be a secret. God wants to speak to you. You can find it on uh, Nathan French's store, by the way. You can get it on, on uh, his latest one is this book. But I'm re I read, about half of this book when I was on my way to, to Israel. And I went sneak to the back where he was teaching others how to hear from God like he is. He was just writing down what God was telling him. And uh, it was pretty simple steps. And I just started doing it. And um, I, I'm gonna, and God continues to tell me to want to tell his story. So I'm gonna continue to say it. It says, the steps are pretty easy. You get quiet. Now I, I do my Bible study. Um, I do some prayer, a um, little bit of memorization before I do this, but then I get quiet, I communicate with the Lord, and I expect to hear from him, and he says, get your pen and paper ready as faith. Now, I'm a techno-crack guy, so I, I, put, I close my eyes and put my hands on the screen, 
and you write down what the Lord says. And you don't have to share it, but unless he tells you to, right? He told me to share mine, which is a little bit intimidating to be honest. But um, I, I, I sat down on June 9th and, and I finally just, uh, I was alone in the hotel in Tel Aviv, Israel. And I just said, I typed, speak to me, Lord. And for the first time on June 9th, he just started speaking to me in sentences, right? Just like he was to Nathan. And he, he's a little bit more conversational with me. I kind of have a conversation with him. But I can tell you how many people, I've had at least four, maybe five people, I think, I think maybe five now, that are getting words from the Lord directly by doing this, right? So um, I know that people are listening and people are doing this. That This is a time when God wants to start speaking to us more directly. And I just put, like yesterday, this is what I got from the Lord. I basically said, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thank you for giving me the desires of my heart as I delight in you. How awesome to be with my two children, my two grandchildren, my daughters on, and my daughter's 30th birthday party. This was yesterday. Walk, walking my granddaughter in the sand. <laughs> it's going to bring tears to my eyes, but I was holding her. And she grabbed both my fingers and I was just walking her. It was the first time she'd ever been in sand. It was a sand volleyball court. And, uh, and uh, she was just walking, a one-year-old girl. And, uh, it was, and, and I was just thinking about um, this verse of, uh, of uh, Psalm 34, uh, 7, I think it is, 34, 7, yeah, that says basically, delight in the Lord, take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So, you know, so I said, thank you for giving me the desires of my heart. And I said, I'll play with my three-year-old grandson. And I said, wow, Lord, I just love you. And uh, he said, I love you as well, Rick more than you will ever know. I love all my children more deeply than any human could know or understand. I said, it's so awesome to be able to serve you, Lord. And he said, yes, Rick. As my children serve me, I get to shower gifts on them. Many of these gifts most won't recognize, but the result is, is peace and the love you are feeling right now. Keep putting me first and this will be just the tip of the iceberg, you would say. My remnant will get to see the greatest move of God in human history. All it takes is seeking my face with all your heart, soul, and mind. Submit all things to me so that you are a vessel I can use fully. He's speaking to you guys right here. I believe he really wants to use you fully. And it, it gives me such great joy to see the surprise on my children's face when I allow my power to flow through them. Soon after this great move of God starts, as my hand moves among my remnant, my children will no longer be surprised and will just expect the power to flow whenever they desire it. This power comes with great responsibility more than most can understand. I cannot flow through those that have not fully dedicated themselves to me as this power could be misused. But those with my heart will understand my ways and will align with my thoughts and will be in alignment with my plans and will be able to continually see my glory as they walk with me. I ask those reading this, are you ready to walk with me? Then spend time alone with me. Spend time learning my word better than ever in your life. Spend time worshiping me then I can use you to pour my love into those around you. Wouldn't that be a privilege, guys, just to have God's glory and healings are happening and miracles are happening around you and blessings are happening all around you and those around you, your friends and those loved ones, your family.
Woo! I said, thank you, Lord, for sharing how we can walk with you and the joy you get when we do submit and your glory flows through us. I'm so excited to be your vessel. I said, yes, Rick, teach these simple truths. Just like salvation is achieved through very simple means of believing in your heart that Jesus is Lord and the Father raised him from the dead, by just declaring and believing this and submitting to me in repentance, the simple truth is complicated by the evil one and misled or false teachers. So these misleading or false teachers try to say you have to do all these things and it works when it's really the simple truth of salvation. But he's also saying it's very simple to be a vessel of God. I just need dedicated servants who know me and know my word. I just need those who will spend time with me and submit all their ways. More people need to understand these simple truths. Teach, Rick, teach. Understanding revelation and the times we're in now is key. Right? Time's short, guys. We're in the end days, right? Whether, whether we have this prelude with all this message yet to come, which I believe we're going to have, it's still the last days, right? Understanding Revelation, the time to run now is key. Unparalleled times in history. It's approaching quickly, so prepare, my children. Prepare. All right, this is one example, and I hope you see the power that, that, that God did, uh, can speak through you if you spend time with him and do what uh, this. So, so I recommend you get the book. It's called It's Not Meant to Be a Secret by Nathan French. Yeah, God wants to speak to you. It's not meant to be a secret. God wants to speak to you. He wants you to be the remnant. He wants his power to flow through you. He's going he's gonna to take down this evil with us or without us, right? <laughs> but those who have aligned as part of his body of Christ as a remnant, aligned with his head, Jesus' head, we're the body of Christ. Woo! We're going to have an exciting time on our hands. With that, I just want to say I love you guys. Live in faith and not fear. Live by sight and not by... Uh, I mean, live in, live in faith, not sight. Right? What are you? Because the devil's going to put all this stuff up. This movie's playing out. All this fear is going to. He wants you in fear. Enemy wants you in fear. But instead, what are we going to do? We're going to live by faith, not sight. Faith, not fear. With that, God bless you guys. Backstagers wanted to unmute and say goodbye. Um, really awesome to, to spend yes, time with you all. Yes, goodbye, all. Bless you and thank you, Rick. Mm -hmm. God bless goodbye, you. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye -bye. God bless. Yes. Bye. Bye-bye.